This is a Moraine Valley Community College Library event podcast. For more information, visit www.morainevalley.edu slash library. Everyone, my name is Kevin Navertone. I'm the coordinator for Global and Diversity Education. I really want to thank all of you for coming today to today's event. Um, Today is a conversation with Moraine Valley International students, and it's in commemoration of the 13th annual International Education Week, which celebrates the benefits of international education in exchange worldwide. I'd like to play a brief video clip from Secretary of State Hillary Clinton on the benefits of international education. This year, nearly 300,000 Americans will study somewhere outside our borders, and nearly one million students will come to the United States for a world-class education. These numbers tell us an exciting story. Even in an age when we can take a virtual trip to far-flung places just by clicking a mouse, we still want to see the world for ourselves and discover our common bonds firsthand. At the Department of State, we've always recognized the power of studying abroad to build bridges of understanding. That's why we created the Fulbright Program in 1946. Today, it is stronger than ever, with thousands of scholars traveling to and from over 150 countries. For those of you already pursuing an education abroad, I'm very grateful and wish you well. The ties of friendship and understanding you're building are the most effective forms of diplomacy. They truly will help shape our common future. And to those students who have yet to study abroad, I urge you to stretch your boundaries and your imaginations and set off on your own adventures. Studying abroad can be one of the most rewarding and enlightening experiences of your life. And I hope that you will take advantage of every opportunity available. Thank you, and safe travels. So Secretary of State Hillary Clinton mentioned last year there was about 750,000 students uh, who studied in the United States from other countries. Uh, At Moraine Valley alone, there's uh, 280 international students from 53 different countries Uh, six of which who happen to be with us today serving on our panel. I'm very grateful to our panel members uh, for volunteering to agree to share some of their experiences that they've had since they've been living and studying in the United States. Uh, I was telling them beforehand I'm really inspired by their courage to not only serve on this panel today, but to also uh, study abroad. Uh, I was telling them When I was uh, starting in college, it was definitely a a difficult transition, and I couldn't even imagine having to make that transition in another country away from all my friends and family and uh, my culture and and even, uh, you know, being connected to knowing where to go and and everything like that. And sometimes uh, with some of our international students, sometimes even having a, a language barrier. So... Um, I'm I'm really inspired by them. I know that they're a great asset to our college and to our community, and I can speak from my own experience in the classroom that uh, international students have been just a great benefit of sharing their insights and experiences uh, from their native countries um, uh, in our classroom curriculum. So if you could join me in thanking our international student panel members today for volunteering. 
Thank you. And I'd also like to thank Elizabeth Busek, Diane Viverito, and the entire staff at the Office of International Affairs. They happen to be sitting up front. Thank you. I'd also like to thank uh, Joe Malarkey, who's running around here getting me set up with uh, all the AV equipment and the library, and Troy Swanson, all the library staff. Thank you for hosting this event. So what we'd like to do today is start with each of the panel members to just briefly introduce themselves um, with uh, their name and their native city and country that they're from, and then we'll go around and ask some questions to get us started. Shane, if you don't mind. Hi, everyone. I'm Shane. I'm from Ireland, County Dublin in Ireland, and this is my first semester here at Moraine Valley Community College. Hi, everyone. My name is Frederick Djengu. I'm from West Africa, Togo, and I live in the capital city, the main city, <coughs> which name is Lumi. From the coast. Hello, everybody. I'm Nirmal Patel. I'm from India. Uh, the main city around I'm from is Ahmedabad, or maybe you can say <coughs> Mumbai because that's most famous over there. And this is my third semester over here at Moraine, and I'm graduating this fall, and I'm pleased to be here as a student. Thank you. <coughs> Hi, how are you? My name is Ahmed, and uh, I'm from Jordan. I've from the capital Amman. I've been here like almost two years and I'm going nursing. I'm trying to, I'm planning to transfer to UIC. Thank you. Hello everyone. Hello everyone. My name is Hu Jung Lee. I'm from South Korea, Seoul. This is a fourth semester for me and yeah, that's it. Hi everyone, my name is Luisa. I'm from Colombia in South America. Uh, I have been here for 11 months and that's it. It just it seems like uh, um, the American uh, American people they, they when they do something they do it uh, they do it right and they they do it very um, on ma a mass scale and uh, like this this is a community college if you've seen a community college in Ireland it's like it like it'd be probably about you probably be the size of this library or something like that you know so when you come to America it's just you see all 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 the things that. Um, I know the taxes are high here and everything, but it's just—it's just I kind of find it amazing how 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 massive scale everything is here and stuff like that. So, it'd be nice to have some of them things back home, I suppose. But I don't really have one particular thing. As you're going through and you're meeting different people and stuff, you you, t you see things you, you want back home, and then when you're back home, the things you want back here—it's kind of a catch-22, really, you know. If I should take something back to my country, is the the way Americans like to work. 
when they want to do to do something, they they to do it right, like he said. So they have to do it well. And another thing I want to take back home is the the buildings. Here in the United States, they have many beautiful buildings that we don't have in our country. And that's it. I was to take something from America, the first thing I will be, it will be the open-mindedness in the people of America. They are very broad, they are very open-minded and very welcoming to any thought, any nations, whether it benefits to them or not. That's the thing I like the most and I will take it with me. Well, specifically like, if I would take something from America, I will take something like I said in Chicago, which is like, they are really clean. The streets are very clean, organized, transportation on time. So that what would I take for my country. Thank you. Um, the thing I want to take back to South Korea, I would like to say the minimum, wa minimum wage payment. Because yeah, <laughs> in South Korea, minimum wage payments would be like $5. I'm not sure. But in here, I heard that it's a 7 or 8 something. So I would like to take that. Okay, uh, I think I will take uh, the way that you Americans think. Because when I came here, I was always angry about how can people say that we are developing countries. But really we are. So when I came here, I understand why you guys are a developed country. And that, that's because you think different and you make really good things to make this country a developed country. So I would like to take to my home that way that you guys think to improve our country. Uh, I was actually, when I was growing up, I was like the class clown, I was no good in school and I was just messing all the time and, you know, and then I kind of realised as I got older that I needed an education behind me. Um, my father actually moved out here four years ago. He opened a bar out here and so he moved over and I, I came out on vacation just to visit him and I just seen the college grounds and I really liked it and it's not too far from where we are and... We did. We visited the college, and we visited the international student um, office. And I had family out here. Also, there's no language barrier for me because English is my first language. So I understand how hard it must be for other students who's who ha have come here with no family, and their their English isn't their first language. It must be a lot more a lot more difficult. So I actually had friends here too, and so it was, it was a lot easier for me to settle in here. Whereas. I know it must have been harder for students that came kind of off the plane and they were completely on their own. But that's really the main reason I came over. It was just one of these things that just happened. It just one thing led to another and then I just ended up here. So, I chose the United States because uh, in my country, if you come to, the, to a country like the United States to study and you go back to a country, it's sure that you have a job a good and well-paid job, and because of the high quality of the education uh, they give here. And Moen Valley, because I heard about Moen Valley by a friend, 
and I went on the um, on the internet to have more information about Moraine Valley, and I see that that's the place where I want to study and have an associate degree. Why I choose United States? Um, there's a long story behind it. As you know, like there are so many Indians around over here, and whenever my relatives from over here they come to visit over there, they always give us an example of the education system over here, and they pointed out the difference between the education system in India and over here. All and also in on school, like our principals, they always encourage the bright students to always go further abroad for studies. I applied in Australia, Canada, UK, and United States, and luckily I got admissions to United States and Australia, but I chose United States over here. So, and I think I, the, I made the right choice, and I'm very pleased with it. Well, honestly, the reason why I chose the United States is like, I couldn't study the major I want in my country because of my, my scores. So my scores were not enough to study electric engineering in my country, so I started to look for another country to go and study electrical engineering. And the country that I was like looking for in the beginning was Turkey, Turkish, I mean Turkey, sorry. But then I applied for America and they accepted me and I'm proud of that. Thank you. The reason I choose America is that I have several reasons. Firstly, my second language was the English. And then second, uh, I was a foreign exchange student when I was 16 years old. At that time, really, I really attracted to USA, the education system. I really liked the high school, and then I wanted to enjoy more like high college life at here. That's why I chose that here. Okay, I choose to come here because uh, I want to learn English. That's my goal in here. And... I believe that the only way that you can learn a language is getting into the environment. That's the only that's the best way. You can learn things in your country but if you I, I when I got here I knew grammar and stuff like that but I never speak English before. So the best way to learn and new language is go to the place that actually speak the language. That's what I came here. What about a bar? Like they buy me whiskey all the time, and <laughs> I like I like it, you know. But like they just keep think I can drink so much of it, and I end up just being real sick, like you know. Yeah, one thing I found is like uh, uh, they have a tendency, like Indian people are more business minded than anything else. They always see profit in whatever they do. That's one thing I found. Well, for me, it's kind of funny because like I heard that from one of my friends. He's American, and once he told me, just oh yeah, you're from Jordan. Oh, you guys to go, to, you guys go to school in the camels. <laughs> and actually, I've never read a camel before, so that was something funny. <laughs>
assumptions that you had about the U.S. or Americans, whether they be true or not true, or even maybe some of the concerns that your parents had about you studying in the United States? I thought uh, I thought everyone had a gun. <laughs> there is a lot of fast food here. I, I, that stereotype kind of it turned out to be true. I put on like ten pounds since I got here. <laughs> it's just so easy to eat fast food here. It's just every every few steps is fast food. <laughs> but you know, like when I, I it's because. A lot of stereotypes is because, uh, like, Americans, I feel, they have everything in their own country. Like, if they want to go gambling or something, they go to Vegas. If they want to go skiing, they go up, you know, to Colorado or something. If they want to go to a sun holiday, they go to Florida. Whereas in, in Ireland, like, if we want to go on a sun holiday, we go to Spain. If we want to go skiing, we go to northern France. So we're constantly seeing different cultures. But a lot of Americans, they're, they're in America all their lives. I think there's some... I read some uh, status that a, a lot of Americans don't even have passports, you know. But um, it's such it, America is a multicultural land, you know. Every there's no such, such thing really as an American unless you're going back to Native Americans. So everyone has, has is from somewhere else. But um, I don't know. It's a stereotype. But there's a, there's a lot of fit, fit, fitness here too as well. There's a lot of people that love are mad into sports and a lot of gyms and stuff like that. But it's just. There is a lot of fast food too here, so you just have to be careful about. Because it's so, it's like it's less expensive to eat fast food too, so it's just, <laughs> just have to be careful, really. Like, well, uh, actually, the thing where I thought before I come here, just like because we watch American movies in my country, and we always like see that fancy cars, fancy houses, I don't know, Lamborghinis, Ferraris, <laughs> and like I was expecting something like this, just like okay, I'll be there, I'll see like these kind of things, but it wasn't true actually. <laughs> uh, before coming here, I thought uh, the big deal was that uh, how could I make friends? I thought Americans were kind of racist. But when I came here first, I saw that I was wrong. It was making friends was not a big deal. Uh, Americans are very open-minded, and it was very easy for me to make friends because when Americans heard that you're from another country, they approach you. They want to know about. They want to know more about your country, your culture, and that's something I appreciate from the Americans. Uh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, sorry. Well, actually, like, uh, when I came here, I, there's a lot of my friends asked me, okay, like, oh, did you just finish your high school? It's like, mm, we don't have high school. It's like, what? You don't have high school? So how did you graduate? It's like, oh, no, we have a secondary school, which is, like, it's uh, completely different than high school because, like, the last year of that secondary school decide decided what, what can you or what cannot you study in the university. So like you need to study really hard in that last year and in that year it decides what can you study or not. So that's what was like something really different. Yeah, I find the class trend 
it's uh, the student teacher ratio is well maintained over here rather than in india it's like 100 students per teacher and there is the teacher cannot give ample uh, attention to each and every one uh, the other thing i found is uh, there is a competition as i agree with amat like there is a high school uh, system over there in india too like you need to score at least 80 to 90 percent and to go get into admission into any university you like or the field you want to choose but over here in the United States you're free even you don't need to care about your percentages all you need to do is maintain your GPA even if you have a low GPA you still have opportunity to go so many universities over here that offers the majors you like like there is no rush the student is not pressurized over here well over there there is a lot of pressure like you need to perform that's it if you don't then your entire career your entire life is you need to compromise with what you get then you don't need to become uh, get become what you want to so that's a big difference i find away schools and the professors and everything you can't complain about any sort and any of that kind of thing whatsoever like the schools are amazing here but i really feel for the american people that it's like they call it the land of the free but yet you see you see people like paying back student loans until until they're until they're re nearly retired. You know, I think that's not fair. Like education's free back home. Fair enough, the schools are better if there is if a rate you have to pay. But I think you know, but so, some some of the cost that students have to pay to go to school is just is just ridiculous. Like they're paying it back. I heard Obama or something only paid back his college his college. Um, loans there like two years ago or something so I just think it's crazy it's some, I just, someone was telling me the rates that you have to pay to be a doctor or something like that it's just it's just a lot of stress on families to send their kids to college where, where the government should be supporting young people going to college instead of making it so difficult for them financially in, uh, in Colombia we study like in high school, we just have 11 years, and in college, we have five years. It's like one year for the other, like you guys have. And in college of university, we have private and public schools. And in the public schools, the government paid for everything, like almost everything. And something that it's, I mean, it's really like surprising for me is that education here is really, really expensive. I am studying in Colombia, actually, industrial engineering, and my semester is $200. That's how, that's how much I pay for my education. But here it's like extremely expensive. There are some other universities, but I think that the most that somebody can pay for a semester in Colombia will be like, $2,000 and that's like the expensive university in Colombia. It's really inexpensive. Another thing like that, I was in the hospital, I, one of my friends like slid his finger or something, we just went to the hospital and I found it amazing, there was an ATM in the hospital, I was like what the hell, like, <laughs> health is free back home, our healthcare isn't the best, but it's just, that's another big issue is like you have to pay for for your health, also. you have to have insurance. Or insurance here, or you're screwed, really. Like, well, getting back to the education, actually, like for us, like you have to decide what you want to study before you get to the university. But for you guys, you just like come and take maybe general science, and I don't know, stay two years studying whatever, and then you come. Like 
change to a completely different major not related to the first one but for us like you have to study your major that you want from the beginning and stick with it for five years and if you want to change that's going to be like waste of a lot of years in my country Togo we have like uh, six years in the secondary school and three years in the high school and after that when you go to the actually our education system was the French one so that's why we have six years in the secondary school and three years in the high school and when you get to the university we have a public university uh, it's almost free because it's I think $50 for the whole year no, for, for one semester it's $50 and each month the government pay you sixty dollars each month for the whole semester so it's almost free but the thing is that people are there are a lot of people in the public university like for one teacher one teacher can have almost one thousand from one thousand to two thousand students and it's kind of impossible to succeed in such an environment so that's why i, use, uh, I choose to come here because here is more easy to succeed because everything is well uh, defined. Uh, one more point I would like to bring up is uh, the government playing a big role in student health, in your like financial aids and FAFSA and whatnot. But over there, there is no such uh, financial help from the government over there. It's like all entire family's responsibility over there to uh, afford the uh, student's education. And moreover, over here, it's everybody's working in a family. like father, mother, even children part-time they work. Over there is just the main person in the family. The father, he only works for the family and he has to take care of every other thing like household expenses, child education expenses. So that also becomes tough to maintain the education standard over there. If you fail a class, you need to repeat an entire year with all the subjects you took yeah. with that class, along with that class. Entire year. Over there, there is no semester system. It's luckily over here, it's like semester system, four months, and you take three different classes. You pass three, and you, I mean, you pass two and fail in one, you can take that one in another semester. It's not like that over there. It's an entire year over there. If you fail it, you need to repeat all the classes entire entire year. So that's a lot of waste of time, too. No, from here to home. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think you guys are awesome, but <laughs> but South American people in general, we are like so warm people. That that's the one thing that I would like you to guys like. Can, you can learn about it. You can be more more warmer. I don't know. Well, there's something like I 
well kinda it's the same thing in my country but it's something common like you guys like to show off like <laughs> and everything like uh, it's especially when you're getting a job you go like oh yeah take me I'm the best one and which is like I think in my opinion it's a uh, it's a good thing because like we do it too <laughs> I think like American girls are so dramatic like to be honest <laughs> I, they need to just like lay back a bit, like, just a bit more laid back. <laughs> yeah, the Irish girls are more laid back. They're real dramatic. Like sometimes, like they're talking with such high pitches, I don't understand what they're saying. Yeah, I agree with Shane on the girl topic because in <laughs> India, if you see a boy and a girl talking in public, there will be like a lot of stories coming out after an hour, isn't it? Every, the entire community will be talking about it, but over here, <laughs> yeah. And they, they sometimes clear the uh, issues b- between families too, like you know, they disturb the peace between the families and what not. Like, there are so, so many drawbacks over there, but it's a good thing over here, like everybody is open-minded. That's what I mentioned first. Like, they need, they, they love to respond, they love to talk, they love to interact. That's a good thing. So basically, yeah, I'll say like the only thing I would like to bring from India over here is like my family. That's it, because <laughs> I find everything else over here, the Indian food, Indian culture, in the temple, everything. <laughs> the only thing I miss is my family. That's it. education system, but yet at the same time we have people who are trying to say that the Earth is only 10,000 years old and evolution isn't true. You've got these huge dichotomies on a lot of different things in America. How do you guys deal with this when, when you first saw them or realized them? Interesting. Yeah. Well, the, the, the religious thing you talk about... I'm just using it as a for instance. If we want to stay in education, please stay in education. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, uh, it, it's, uh, it depends on family. Like we, we have, Our family has, uh, plays a big part in our grow, on growing up. Like, uh, they, they, it's like you know, growing up a tree, like a small tree. You maintain it, you mold it, and give it the shape what you want to. That's what parents do over there. Like, we are not uh, exposed to the free thinking unless and until we go to a university or maybe like shift from a city uh, shift to a city from a town or village because there is a lot of rural areas over there and I grew up in a rural village I admit it but I had I'm, I'm lucky enough I I studied in a city and I get exposed to the world and I I I develop my thinking so that is it depends on your thinking like you know rather than in your family values like what they teach you it's, it's not like stereotyping, no. <laughs> right? In Ireland, um, we've actually only after changing in the last fifty years, I'd say we are very, very a Catholic country. Um, when Britain ruled Ireland, the, um, when we finally got our freedom, there was all a stubbornness there. We just wanted to be ca- uh, Catholic. You'd get beaten in school if you spoke English and. Um, if if they if they if, you, if they knew we were a different religion and so forth, we've after changing a lot uh, 
in the last 50 years and we just re- I respect everyone's beliefs and w- we believe in what you want to believe in once you're strong minded and you don't let other people convince you into a, into something you don't want to do you know but um I think a lot of the world, the world is so small now, so it's a lot a lot of things like you meet people you like and people you don't like everywhere now, you know, it's just it's like it's the world so small you can be from one end to the other in twenty four hours, you know, so it's just like you, you kinda of meet you you meet like I think you you have them them kind of problems in every country really. I think that uh, when you decide to come to a country like this you gotta be open mind and think that it is a multicultural country and you gotta deal with everything and when I came here I have never seen any Arabic girl and now I know a lot of Arabic people and I really believe that they are so good people and you can understand, starting to understand how people can, how people have different ways to live, and that's so cool. That's what makes this experience better. Understand that everyone has a different culture, that everyone has particularities that make everyone special, and that's how you get to be here. I I think I, I miss the celebrations of festivals over there because India is a religious country. There's like tons of religious holidays throughout the calendar year. And you would you believe it, today is, uh, according to Hindu calendar, today is our New Year's Day. And I'm sitting over here <laughs> and talking to you. I, yeah. And back then, in, uh, back in India, when I call at night and like everybody was going out, the temples, going uh, visiting relatives, and going to parties and everything. It's like I'm over here. I need to go to college. I need to study. <laughs> uh, I miss my country's night culture. Oh, yeah, this country also has the clubs and everything that night culture. But in my country, um, I'm from South Korea. It's kind of small country, so everything is condensed. So if you walk like three steps, you can find the stores, and it opens until 11 o'clock, 11 at night. Yeah, so, but everything, like, work long time, but I, <laughs> it's never closed, like, it's never dark in Seoul, so I kind of miss that night culture. Oh, what I miss most about my, my country is, in my country you have, uh, more, uh, motorcycle is like we we call them taxi moro, yeah. So <laughs> when wherever you want to go, they are available to take you there. But here there are buses, if you and even the bus can take you everywhere you want to go. But taxi worlds everywhere you want to go, even if you want to go to the moon, they will take you to the moon. <laughs> so <laughs> and they are and they are available anytime at any time. They are very kind. So. I agree with Shannon there. Um, everything's so spread out here. I, like, I have a car out here, which is handy, but, like, everything, like, back home, there's a town, you go to that town, and everything, you walk everywhere. Here, you have to drive from place to place, and this, this shop might be here, and then you have to drive. Every, everything's just so on big scale and spread out and stuff that 
it's just everything we have to drive to. So I, I think it's kind of a necessity to have a car out here, really. I agree with Shane and Frederick. Like, yeah, the transportation system. I definitely, I would like to bring in the transportation system over here. Over here, like, there is a lot of facilities in cities and the core areas of the cities. A lot of bus and trains. But out in suburbs, uh, you are almost on your own. Like, you, uh, I used to stay in Woodridge for like three months, and I used to wait for a bus for hour and half. And sometimes the bus is late, maybe like two hours and three hours. And given the climate conditions, like if it's snow or chill, it becomes difficult. But in India, you have like every 10 minutes, 15 <coughs> minutes, something, bus or train coming on. And if not, then you have like private vehicle taxis, just like you mentioned. They can take you anywhere you want. Like there is freedom of transportation. And also, one more thing is like the family gathering. Like according to Hindu religion, like we have like together family dinner. Every person in the single family needs to be present at the dining table at the time you eat. And if one is missing, everybody waits for him till he comes back. And then it it, it gives us, it it maintains the peace and spirit between the family members. Like they don't feel isolated, and they, it's like everyone backing up everyone. That's what. Well, actually, there's like two things that I really miss. One, just like about my stomach, <laughs> I really miss the food there. Actually, like here, not that so good. So I had to cook myself at home. And another thing that I just like, my family and most people do it at the summertime, that we sleep at night in the roof of the house. Oh. It's kind of like people just like, what? But we have the roof flat. It's not like your roof. <coughs> and like, you know, it's really nice feeling when you're sleeping. I mean, like looking at the sky when it's like chilly a little bit but you're warm so that's what I miss yeah I agree with him like starry mm. you, you watch gaze at the starry like starry sky in the night and the morning when you, you you woke up like you have a dew factor on your uh, all around your comforter and like you feel cold and warm inside <laughs> it's a nice feeling yeah, I don't know I'm home until like when I land into Dublin airport um, I don't feel I'm home until I, I, have, a, I have a three hour drive and you come over a hill kind of it's it's real in the country you know and you come over this hill and there's an island called Clare Island you should, if you look it up on, on Google and when you come over the hill you just see the top of the island on, on the ocean and you just see it's, it's called Crow Patrick there's a big mountain behind it when you see that kind of scenery you know I know I'm home so I miss I miss that scenery but then I love the Chicago scenery too the, the skyscrapers and stuff like that but Ours is 180 euro. So this is uh, for a podcast, just so we can hear the questions that was asked in the entire group. Uh, the cost is about energy costs, particularly gas prices, that there's a lot of uproar in the United States about gas being over $4 a gallon. So the question was about gas prices. Gas a lot more expensive in Ireland. Um, it's 180 cents that's euro so that's probably about two two twenty two forty a liter and there's four what four and a half four and a half liters in a gallon so we're talking about twelve twelve dollars a gallon or something like that it's ridiculous like 
So, uh, like, that's why you have big litre cars over here, like, you know, like two litres and stuff like that. We don't, you wouldn't see much of that back home. It's all 1.4, 1, 1.3. Other energy we use, you were asking me uh, in, at the start of the question, we have a lot of wind farms at home. So there's a lot of wind, so we've, we've started to use a lot of uh, wind, wind energy too. Well, just like for the gas, maybe it's going to sound for you like it's really cheap, because, like, it's one dollar and a half, but... Like the salary for instance a teacher for a month is just like about four hundred dollars. <laughs> so like one dollar and a half for a gallon of gas that's really expensive. So that's how it is. In Colombia it's ridiculous. It's five dollars a gallon. And the minimum wage in Colombia it's about three hundred dollars. So it's really bad. Well, like for the tax, like you guys show the price, then you add the tax for it. But for us, the tax is already with the price. So just like we don't know how much tax we're paying. And actually, there is no, not such a thing that you have in the end of the year to fill up, I don't know, some taxes and these things, how much tax you pay, and you get return. For us, they just take the tax and nothing is back. <laughs> Uh, in my country, we don't even have uh, taxes. Taxes are prelived uh, di directly from the salary of the people who works. If here, if you buy something with the tax, you have to pay more. But in my country, if you buy something, you can ask for a reduction. You're gonna pay less. But here, it's totally the it's totally different. The taxes are just prelived from the salary of people who work. So if you don't work, you don't have to pay taxes. That's a problem for a lot of uh, internationals. Ever since 9-11, it's very, very difficult to get um, visas and green cards to the United States. The real only way is to, to marry someone. Like, it's... it's <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, like, that's, that's the easiest way, really, and they still put you through a lot to do that. Like, it's it's unbelievably... Ever, it used to be fine before 9-11, but ever since 9-11, they tightened up and everything, which is obviously good in a way, but it's, it's, so, it's so difficult to, to get... Uh, to get visa or green card, they're just making it so so hard to do that. I agree with Shane, but uh, like most probably, if you ask any international students, like if he's planning to stay over here after his studies, he would say a 50-50 choice, because uh, there are pros and cons about it. Like you stayed over here for five years, now if you go back over there and you know how what's the difference between the technology, the 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 work environment you work over, you're going to work over there and the way you lived over here you cannot match up over there so th that's the, that's that they are the key factors they play a, a key role in changing their decision to stay over here and apply a job over here rather than going back over there but yes if you go back over there then definitely there are more or there will be more salary like you will be get paid more than the other persons who are getting paid for 
and there will be no competition. Like you have an abroad degree, you have an uh, abroad, you are exposed to like world diaspora. So you are you are the king over there. You know, if you try to work, yes, definitely you you will get all the benefits, paid holidays and everything. There there are a lot of benefits, but still there this this the thing I talk about like. You stayed over here. You're accustomed to the climate and culture over here. Like you're intermixed, mingled, and it will be a difficult thing to get back and settle over there, back in the country. Well, like uh, for me, like maybe the only way if I want to stay here, if I maybe bring my family or something like that. Even like I will get my green card in a couple months, and I gonna I can stay here because I'll be legal with the green card without the I-20. But actually, like, I'm a kind of person who wants, like, to go to another countries and learn more about other people, so I'm not sure about it yet. Um, I would like to go back to Korea if I don't have a kids at here. I think the education system is very good for kids. Uh, I, I, if I can stay here, like, if I, if I have a kids, I would like to stay here, but mostly I want to go back to Korea after I got a degree. In my case, I'm going back to Colombia this December, but I would love to stay here, but I can't, so I'm fine. If you have a degree and you go back to your home country, is the chances for finding more gainful employment better? Yes, of course. Yes. You have the priority uh, upon the candidates who get degree from India itself and like you, it's because you are you are more experienced. You are you get more exposure to the abroad conditions. And nowadays you see like a lot of uh, outsourcing is going on, like from companies from United States, like they establish their uh, offices in Asian countries. And so if you stay over here, you know the conditions over here. You are bet you are a better choice than to hire someone who has, who is not so experienced like you. So definitely there is a uh, positive point on that. Of course it helps, you know, to have a degree, but Ireland's economy is so bad now. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of people with degrees uh, and they can't get work. But a good, another good thing about a degree, it's easier to emigrate to another country, countries that have hard, have hard, um, difficult procedures to, to get into them. It's easier with a degree. So to get a green card to America, if you have a degree, it helps, you know, if a company sponsors you in to work and stuff like that. So it helps you even if you're going abroad. So education is the way forward, really. Well, actually, like for us, it used to be like about maybe three, four years ago that if you come from America and you have a degree, they won't like maybe sometimes ask you for a... A resume or something like that. They just like, okay, you're from America. You're smart. <laughs> just like, okay, get the job. But now they start like to realize that, oh yeah, it's not like that, and like it's changing now. It doesn't matter if you have a degree from America or not. You have to wait in online, and that's it. Observations just about the way we spend our time, uh, interactions with family, um, 
those types of observations? Well, like for us, actually you guys put like, for the food, you put the, like a big plate in the middle, then everybody eats in their plate. But for us, we have a big plate that everybody eats upon it. And actually, there's a thing like, you cannot take something if it's not in front of you. So if you really like, like for you, you like that piece of meat, you cannot get it. You have to maybe ask for it, or just eat in the place where you're eating. In. And uh, in my family, like you cannot be talking while you eating or you cannot be even like uh, watching a TV sometimes you just have to be like eating that's it so <laughs> uh, here in the United States people like to people like to work and sometimes they don't have time for the family but in Africa family is something very important people work for a time and uh, the rest of the time they are with their family and you know for the dinner, for the lunch, or something like this, we don't have to be together to eat. But in my country, we don't have to be together to eat. Everybody can eat when he wants, where he wants, and anything he wants. There is no need to be together to eat. Nobody is carrying the mouth of the other person. So. <laughs> and uh, another thing, like you guys eat in a table, where it's just like you sit in the chairs and you start eating but for us like well to be honest I maybe did it once or twice in my country in my house but usually we sit in the ground we have a small table like it's in the ground so like we form more close to each other because like we're all like in a circle next to each other and just like <laughs> eating and that's uh I mean it's really different than American. Our benefits back home are very, very good. Like, the, if you are out of work, the government will give you like three hundred and fifty dollars a week. They'll pay for your rent. They'll you get free, um, free healthcare. Everything then's free. Like, so it's not good in a way because it's not enticing young people to work. You know, there's a lot of lot of young people not doing anything because they're living a comfortable life just on government benefits. So they have no ambition and they have no they have no incentive to do something because th they're living just fine on on government funding. So that's a big problem back home. There's um, a lot of young people just do, do not doing anything, and it's just kind of a waste of life for a lot a lot of young people. I like about the benefits. Well, to be honest, if you're working with the government, don't dream about getting any benefits. <laughs> but if you're working with a like. A a company, a big company or something like that, that would be a lot of benefits. But still, if you don't work, you don't get money. And that's how it is. Like, if you don't work this hour, you won't get anything for this hour. In Colombia, if you... some, When you get paid, you get a pay, like, a insurance. The government, or the not the government, the company pays a percentage. We got to pay, like, 16.5.5% for insurance, for example. And the 
employer pays about 12.5% and the other part you have to pay for that. We also, if you are an employee, you have the right of 15 days of vacation a year and you're, the company they are working for, they pay for those 15 days. And uh, what else? Not just very much. Uh, very rarely, actually, yes. Uh, we go to restaurants or uh, family outings on maybe on some religious days. For example, today is a new day over here, so majority of the families will be out dining together. Or maybe on birthdays, we go, or we don't have like organized birthday parties like where we welcome uh, all guests and relatives. It's just a small family affair, like the family celebrates within itself, and, and that's, that's the time we go out because uh, most of the times it's prepared like the food is uh, cooked at home and the home cooked food is preferred more over dining out the you know, fast food or restaurant food. Fast food in Ireland, I, I have to drive half hour to, to get to a McDonald's, you know, so. <laughs> like, like the cities like have like the cities are the same like there's a lot of fast food and stuff but in in the doesn't you can't like just but they you have like kind of fish and chip shops where you can get kind of unhealthy food but you just don't eat that it's just it's that'd be more expensive too so it's not like here like you can get like a burger for a dollar and stuff like so it's it's just different. Well, the, for the fast food, I actually, maybe not just me, a lot of people, just like I ate McDonald's two, twice in my life, and uh, KFC once, <laughs> and I don't know about other, like I've never tried them, so. Uh, one more reason why uh, students don't go out for fast food is uh, their father used to give them like pocket money every week, so they are also limited on budget. They don't earn for themselves, so they don't have the freedom to go out and eat uh, on their own when they wish. They sometimes they get together with friends, and their friends used to share whatever they have uh, like in their pockets, and then they decide the budget and go out and eat. So they are not independent on uh, monetary funds. That's, that's also a reason why they don't eat too much out. Uh, in my country, we it's a lot of uh, we it's a festival a lot. However, the food size is just much smaller than Americans. Yeah. No, we do we do eat a lot of fast food, and McDonald's is healthy for us <laughs> because <laughs> our burgers are really extravagant. I say <laughs> I have to say that, and the hot dogs are really different. Your hot dogs are so healthy, guys. Definitely, we put like it's, it's like the hot dogs, like the sausage. Uh, we put fresh cheese, we put chi chips, we put uh, onions, we put like a lot of sauces, we put a neck on the hashtag. It's really unhealthy. We eat too much fast food. Uh, in Africa, I don't know if there is McDonald's in Africa, but in our country, we don't have McDonald's. I don't know if they are afraid of Africans. Because they eat a lot, I don't know. But we don't have <laughs> we don't have McDonald's in our country, but we have a lot of other fast food. But to go in a fast food to eat, maybe it's on a special occasion, maybe a birthday party or something special. We don't go very often to do, to eat in the fast food.
or in, a, in another world you can sell like fast food like McDonald's, KFC, and these things. It's not like for poor people, because actually it's not cheap in my country. I mean, just like you could pay about ten dollars, which is like for us you can get a meal for maybe four families. And that's like you gotta pay for just one person, and that's why it's like for rich people. Yeah, I agree with them. But like India, uh, even in my like small cities, uh, you can find every restaurant chains over there: Papa John's, Pizza Hut, Subway, McDonald's, KFC, whatever you want. You get it over there, but that's not for like uh, ordinary people. It's like the the people who has a s- certain standards of salaries and who have higher incomes, they can afford it like on monthly basis or daily basis, not for. Uh, regular people because the food is expensive over there like um, because of the currency difference they are ch- uh, whatever so for example a regular food long over here is uh, maybe 625 or something so if they convert the same amount in Indian rupees so that's like 780 rupees so it's it's uh, that's too much pricey for regular people over there to eat out so <coughs> they don't go much <coughs> Well, like for a relationship, like a lot of people think because like for us, uh, because of our religion, like we don't have boyfriend, girlfriend, but like we just get married and a lot of people ask me that just like, oh, how can you meet like for instance, the girl who you want to marry before just like, you cannot be dating, just like, okay, but we have like about a limit that it's kind of marriage sign, sign up for like, you're going to marry this girl after like a limit of time but you have about like one year and a half to meet the girl before you like you're 100% married with her but like you cannot have any like you know <laughs> you cannot have anything you know. just like but you can be like going out and to know the girl and after that if you guys like each other if you want to stay with each other you can get married otherwise if you don't want you just can't separate yeah, th- this also wonders to me because in India also like uh, there is no such thing as dating like y- uh, when if you are about at, at age of marriage the parents will take you uh, to a place of a call like they will show you her photo or data and you decide like you like her or not you get to meet personally for like five ten minutes interact with, e- with each other and maybe you can go out for a day or two and then the marriage is fixed within within six months like you get married or within three months it depends on like uh, how fast uh, the auspicious day comes in because in there is like religious so they they choose the day based on the religious belief to get married and I have seen over here like uh, girls and boys they date for like six years five years six months and still they split apart like okay <laughs> they call it off within like and over there you don't even get like six months to spend together and Still, they live in harmony, like a happily married husband and wife for entire years, like having kids and kids and kids. I, I, this is just a mystery to me. Like you get over here, you get to know each other so so much, and still you cannot live with each other. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and over there you don't have like much time, and how can you spend your entire life with each other? <laughs>
in our case, we Latin American people, we're always touching each other. But here, <laughs> people is different. But for example, every time that I go to a restaurant, I look something that you Americans sit. Like if you're dating with someone, you go that place and the other person go this place. We can't do that. If we're like dating, we always sit together and we touch each one every time. You can do that. It's like, I don't know, it's a cultural thing. But every time that you guys go to a restaurant, see, the guy is sitting over there and the girl is sitting over here. We don't do that. <laughs> uh, in my country, people used to hide to date, but here Americans don't care everywhere. Uh, in school, but in my country, if, we, if you date a girl in school and a teacher knows <laughs> that you are dating a girl, you will be in trouble. But here, uh, people don't care. So I think this is something good. Your other people don't have to care, but it's like your private life, uh, life who other people don't have to care about. So, but in my country, if you date someone, everybody will know. Everybody will be talking about you and. <laughs> it's not something good. And in my country, you can't go to a girl's house, knock at the, her, uh, her door to say that you are looking for it. Her father <laughs> come, uh, comes out and see you, you'll be in trouble, but here you can go to a... And in my country, there's uh, something like an age to date a girl, but here, maybe even at 15, <laughs> you can go to a girl's house to... <laughs> Frederick, like uh, all here, like like you're open. You can take out a girl, go on a date. You can drink together, but in India, drinking is a big scene. Like there's, the drinking is not allowed over there. You can kiss each other. If you, if somebody see you or kissing, there's a big scene. Like they might kill you. Yeah, the, uh, the marriage fall apart if this, uh, if you do that such thing in public. So that's I don't know. That's a stereotype or the narrow-mindedness, but there's still privilege over there. Like, there are no sexual relationships uh, before marriage and still they uh, they live together for entire life. And over here, you try out everything, you've been together for five years and still fall apart. That's a mystery. <laughs> I mean, like, sometimes, like here, when I notice, like, you can see, like, the couples, I don't know, whatever they're doing in the street, kissing, hugging, and they're almost going to sleep. But I mean... <laughs> I mean, like in my country, like maybe if they would do something like w too much, they're gonna be just like holding hands and <laughs> that, yeah, that much yeah. of it actually. Yeah, but Irish girls actually they love America coming to America because the 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 women when they go out they dress so casually. Like on a Friday Saturday night in Ireland, uh, like a, a woman she takes but two hours to get ready, and they wouldn't come out of the house without wearing a dress and high heels. Over here, it's like you can go to they can go to the the bar and jeans and kind of just tonight you know but at home they, they just wouldn't they wouldn't be seen without like false tan fake eyelashes like even if they was they like they have wear a dress like every weekend even if it's just just going out for one or two drinks they really that's just crazy like. <laughs> but they they were there was a couple out in the summer that I was with like and they were just loving it that they could just put on a pair of jeans and go to the bar like they just thought it was great you know Thanks for listening to this Moraine Valley Community College Library event podcast. 
For more information, visit www.morainevalley.edu library.